Hello and welcome to this week's Market Pulse. I've got with me Adrian, who's joining us for a really special and slightly different Market Pulse this week. Rather than just picking three random stories from the week, we've actually settled on a theme. And with Wimbledon, with the Formula One this weekend, Ashes, and the Open next week, we thought what better timing than now to run a theme around sport. And Adrian is our in-house sports expert, being an ex-semi-professional athlete himself. So who better to talk us through our three stories of the week? So Adrian, what is interesting in the world of sport? First of all, sports are, are interesting by design. If we think about sports today, most people think about athletes or fans. But the truth is that the sport industry, the sport universe, is so much broader than that. And we've seen lately a lot of celebrities and actors make moves on the sports scene. Of course, Ryan Reynolds, last week we saw that he made an investment in Formula One team, Alpine. And this comes on the back of his investment in Wrexham uh, AFC, which, as we all know, has been a massive success. But it's not just him. We have Matthew McConaughey, who owns Austin FC in the U.S. We have Dwayne Johnson, who is investing in NFL, the second NFL. So there's a lot of interest in sports, and investors are starting to take notice. But investing in, into this theme is not as easy as it sounds. I know Ryan Reynolds makes everything sound very effortless because he's very talented at storytelling. But the truth is that to be able to be successful investing in sports, you have to be a very picky because the reality is that things are more nuanced. It is quite unique. And I think that's why we thought it was such an interesting topic to talk through today, because it isn't just future cash flows. There is community and there's history and emotion and passion and all these things that you often don't see in a financial asset. It's very hard to detach yourself emotionally if you're a fan of a particular team. So if you take the Manchester United example, which is one of the most famous team franchises in the world, and if you look at the last four or five years, the cumulative losses are close to 300 million pounds. Since IPO in 2012, the shares have done almost nothing until late last year when there's speculation that the owners are willing to sell, so the, the shares have popped a little bit. It's not just Manchester United. If you look at Juventus in Italy, since IPO, the shares are down 40-50%. If you look at Borussia Dortmund in Germany, since IPO, the performance has been similar, down 30-40%. It's the same story with Benfica Lisbon. The only team that is doing relatively better is Ajax Amsterdam, with the shares being ahead of the market since IPO until 2019. But then COVID hit and the shares lost half of their values and are yet to recover. So to some extent, it's not surprising because these businesses are very much dependent on the outcomes of the competition. And if you look at UEFA Champions League, for example, if you go ahead and win the competition, it can be a significant revenue driver. I think it's up to 85 million euros that you can get. So for Manchester United, they would add 12% to their top line and supposedly take them from red to green at the bottom of their PNL. And it's even more important for small clubs because if you get to win the Champions League, you're set for a long time going forward. And then the second thing is the owners of these teams, which in most cases, not all, but in most cases, they are wealthy individuals or organizations 
which are not so much interested in the financial outcomes. They value more intangibles, being able to win. If you're a fan, if history is any guide, it will be better to buy the tickets and go and enjoy the games than invest in the shares of your favorite team. Moving on to another sport, tennis, and what a fitting week with the final on Sunday. There is actually a financial asset at the heart of the Wimbledon story. Yes, what you're referring to is this concept of debentures, which it sounds like a really sophisticated financial product, and it is regulated by FCA. But you are not getting cash flows. Instead of your upfront payment, you are getting access to these sporting events. And organizers, they use the proceeds to upgrade uh, their grounds. And at Wimbledon, for example, they build the whole roof. It's an interesting way not only to get a seat on center court, for example, but it also has a financial dimension to it. Because if you look at the 2001-2005 venture, at issue, it costs you around 80,000 pounds. And for that money, you get five years worth of tickets, which if you do the math, it comes down to somewhere around 1,200 per ticket per day. It's not cheap, but if I looked yesterday at the current quarterfinal tickets for Center Court, they are north of 3,500. So the interesting thing about the Wimbledon debenture is that you can trade them. And if you cannot go for one day, you can just sell it officially on their website. And you can even sell the whole debenture after one, two, or, or three years. And the latest transaction happened this spring. The 80,000 debenture cost around 150,000. So the lucky ones who got to enjoy the last two, three years of Wimbledon games, they not only made their money back, but they made a profit. It's a huge outlay, but still, it's an interesting way to get to sit next mm-hmm. to the Royal Box. It touches on a broader topic that we've been thinking about a lot, which is why people invest. And often they invest for so much more than just a financial return. That's why we wanted to talk through some of the sports topic this week, because part of its entertainment, part of its affinity to a particular brand or a sport. I think a lot of people just focus on the financial side, but actually it is so much more for a lot of people. If you want to be invested in sports, it's so broad that you can even go to apparel, right? You can go to healthy foods, um, and you can go to even computers, esports. So there are different ways to play this. And I think a blanket approach to investing in sports doesn't guarantee success. But if you are diligent and you pick the right areas, you can be successful with your investments and perhaps support your favorite athletes. You mentioned esports. This is an absolutely booming space. And- I'm personally a huge F1 fan, and even movement into esports with Lando Norris and Formula One has been huge. Yeah, and it's controversial because uh, there's obviously a big debate whether esports is a true sport and people classifying it as a game or a sport. But the truth is that the International Olympic Committee has looked at it at least once in the past and they're considering adding esports to the Olympic Games. So definitely it's a small area, but it's growing really fast. Its latest market estimate is of $1.4 billion, but it's growing 10 to 20% per annum. And to give you some numbers to put things into perspective, the latest record for an esport event was in Paris in 2018 when 60 million people, unique 
people tuned in to watch League of Legends. And uh, yes, the Super Bowl was 19 million, but the 30 million gap is shrinking. What's interesting is that in the past, when it was a smaller industry, it was all the organizers who would get a bigger slice of this pie because they would put together the teams, the venues, they would organize the events, they would bring in game producers, and they would monetize the advertisements and the TV rights and so on. But as the industry grew, the game publishers realized that it is an important revenue stream for them. So they're getting more and more involved and they're trying to take these competitions inside. So when we look at esport investment opportunity, the first question we ask is who owns the IP of the games? Because we know that's where the true power lies and those companies are going to be successful in the long term. So yeah, it's very, very interesting. Amazing. Well, we hope you all enjoyed this slightly different format of the Market Pulse this week. Let us know. Send us some messages on social. Send us some emails. We'd love to hear what you think. And it's the Wimbledon final this weekend. So enjoy and see you next week. So that was it for this week. As always, we hope you're enjoying these updates. And if you want to hear more from the Sidekick team as we build out our wider product, you can sign up to our waitlist at www.sidekickmoney.com. We hope to see you next week, but before we go, some important disclaimers. It's important to note that the content of this Market Pulse is based on current information which we consider to be reliable and accurate. It represents Psychic's view only and does not represent investment advice. Investors should not take decisions to trade based on this information. Psychic is not yet regulated, but has applied to the FCA for authorization to operate. Prior to Psychic becoming fully authorized, None of the information provided is intended as an inducement or an invitation to apply for any sidekick product or service.